When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, hello and welcome to the KBJ after the show podcast. Heading towards what's uh, going to be a very fun and eventful weekend. A lot of good stuff going on. The Miami Grand Prix is going to be happening at Hard Rock Stadium. That looks like a lot of fun. I've been meaning to get on this Netflix show that is all about Formula One. My dad watched it and said it was so good. Yeah, my cousin has said the same thing, and he's like, I didn't care about Formula One before it, and I've watched it now, and I find myself watching races on TV because now that you know the characters behind it, it's wild, it's crazy, and they're going 200-plus miles an hour, and the crashes are insane. And he said it's really good, and so he's all jazzed to go to the race this weekend. And I was looking at prices. I guess you can get in for $100. It probably doesn't. It's kind of like the general admission of it. But when you get in, they make you go and clean the restroom facilities as yeah. part of your ticket price. I, I do think it might be on that level. It's as low as you can go is $100. And, you know, pr- probably then what happens, because the one thing I did hear about last year, you know, it was nice. It was posh in many places, but it was hot. Right. And that's the one thing if you're out there and it's a lot of concrete. And I hear the parking is actually kind of a pain in the ass, too. And that that might be not cheap. Like, you may be looking at 50 bucks to park, 100 bucks to get in. Then Ooh. if you just even need, let's say you're not even drinking booze. You just want to drink water just so you don't pass out. They'll probably hit you with, like, what, $10 of water or something crazy like oh, that. Oh, you know it. Yeah. So. They love to really fuck people over with water. Just yeah. I'm talking about life. It's unreal, I know. It is pretty unreal. Hell no, to H2O. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I don't I don't think this is the year I make it out there, but you know maybe one of these years. Uh, there's also a bunch of other stuff going on sports wise. You got the Braves in town uh, the next couple of days. They're uh, taking on the Marlins. I gotta get it. I gotta get my old old school Braves hat again. I'm bring back that old, old that old thing, but I'll get it new style. I won't, I won't use my old ones. I found my old one. It is. It, it looks like who did it and ran. <laughs> so you're gonna get a new old hat. A new old hat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. On Saturday, you got the uh, Heat taking on the Knicks. Unfortunately, they didn't get a W last night. And then on Sunday, the Panthers are home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's all going down. And then you got Morgan Wallen on Friday night at, I think, Financial. Those tickets also not cheap. Yeah, Magnolia's going with a little girlfriend. And I think the tickets she's in are like $1,500 a piece. I know he's got a lot of songs. Does he sing, in your opinion, Kev, Seven Summers? Yeah, he does Seven Summers. Yeah, he, he's got a lot of really good songs. But he definitely does that one, you think? Oh, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the crazy thing about it is, what was he, he had, like 25 songs in the Hot 100? 
He had this album, or maybe it was like all 32. It was a weird stat. He's got the number one album in the country on the Hot 100. It's just, yeah, everything this guy does seems to be gold. We haven't seen the likes of this shit since Garth fucking Brooks. Yeah, arguably. All right. We're talking about country crossing over the Hot 100. Although, they did, they did, didn't the Dixie Chicks do that as well? They did. When they were... Wide mm, open spaces. At the height, I think they had some... Yeah. Angie said, isn't he the racist? He's the one that uh, he was drunk. I think he might have he might have a drinking problem. Uh, well, let's has, not judge the guy. He has a, he has a we deep, judge racists. We don't judge yeah. drinkers. I have to take a stand for something around here. I think he had been drinking a good bit, and he used the N-word as a white guy. It was on a video, and uh, he was put on the bench there. Country music stopped playing his stuff, which, hey, when you got a guy as big as him, that was a big deal for did, country did he, radio. Did he call another white person the yes. N word? Okay, I just want to make sure. So. Yeah. He, yeah, he used a, a word out of turn, and uh, he got slapped down with it, and now he takes as many photos as he can with uh, black people. So <laughs> He's doing the penance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a racist. I love black people. I just use the N word when I'm drunk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just you have to wipe it from your vernacular. You just you can't. Yeah. If you're a white guy, stop. Yeah. Even if with, you're with all your white friends, yeah, it was somebody's ring doorbell cam that brought him down. Like right. you, you can't use that word, white men, white women. Just don't. And also, too, just a side note. Keep in mind there are ring door cameras everywhere. Even if you're not saying something racist, let's say yeah. you're just doing some weird shit. You don't want people. <laughs> Keep in mind. If you're peeing in somebody's bushes, yeah. they might get you on that ring. Tuck in your crazy motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, and that's something he'll always be painted with that brush when you say the name Morgan Wall and be like, oh, he's the racist. So, like I said, you don't don't know what's in his heart, but, yeah, he definitely said a word that is not allowed. Don't know what's in his heart, but do know what's on the chart. <laughs> yeah, it's every it's song true. he has. You can't lie with them ticket sales either. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let me see, you got the Jonas Brothers. They're going to be part of the Miami Grand Prix, and they announced a tour as well. They're going to be coming to South Florida in October. And then you got Sunfest, of course, going on this week. I'm pretty pumped about that. On Sunday, the killer is going to be going on stage. I uh, definitely hope to be in attendance. Uh, barring any kind of calamity, I will be. Uh, my son, uh, Colin, is coming in from Nashville. Just go to the show. Nice. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome to have him in. He's in for just a short little bit, but um, we'll have a good time. We both are big Killers fans. Spike sent an email. He said, Sunfest has felt like it's been on a little decline for many, many years. They used to group the acts together a bit better, like they'd have a night for classic rock, one for hip-hop, night for pop. I'm not paying 90 bucks to see one act play four songs, and then getting rid of the local vendors and the artists feels like they just don't care about the soul of Sunfest. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. There's a report in the Post about the decline in attendance and uh, ticket sales and all that kind of stuff. And they're trying to do whatever they can uh, to stay afloat. But, yeah, I was talking to uh, my cousin over the uh, weekend, and I guess he knows the dude that runs uh, Coachella. And I I guess he's like these music festivals. So he does insurance. He's like they – most of them don't even break even. Wow. He said by the time – he said the insurance, let me tell you. 
that's a lot of money. And it really started going up. And what happened was, remember when they had that storming of the stage? Yes. And those people got trampled? It's kind of like people right now are having a hard time with their insurance in Florida because we keep getting hit with storms and there's so much damage. That's how insurance works. So when there's a lot of damage and they got to pay out. A lot of claims. A lot of claims. Equals price goes up. Price goes up. And it's really to the point right now, it's not even attainable. And I guess the guy that puts on Coachella, he just, he loves live music. And so he just kind of eats it for everybody. And he wanted to create a nice venue. And that was the thing, because we were having a conversation about Tortuga. And I was talking to people with that. And they're like, yeah, it's good, but it's just kind of a shit show. You're on the sand. The bathrooms are always just kind of filthy and it's kind of a pain in the ass and we even showed up early, but we're still so far back from the stage. And so, you know, that's what my cousin would say. Well, Coachella, the guy, it's pretty posh. Coachella, I guess, is really nice. You don't feel like you're, you know, some kind of fugitive. And how much is, how much is the Coachella ticket? It's a good question. I don't know. I've never priced it out because it's in California. So it's never been anything on my radar. Me neither. But I'm curious. I know I went to Jazz Fest last year, and that ticket went up a bunch. What are we talking about for Jazz Fest? Because they get great artists at Jazz Fest in New Orleans. They do. Like, they just wrapped up week one. They had Ed Sheeran. They had Lizzo. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And then they had, like, they have so many different stages and tents. And at one time, you've got, like, 30 different performers performing. And then you've got street performers doing a parade. And then you've got, like... That is a big, big operation. And the tickets for that were, I think, like 100 bucks a day. One of my favorite things about Sunfest was the art section, like mm-hmm. the little tents yeah. and all. I really did enjoy that part. Yeah. I mean, that, that loses heart. It does. Yep. One person said, last time I went to Sunfest in 2018, there's just a ton of passed out underage drunks getting IVs from EMTs by the seawall. I felt like a, there was a zombie outbreak. And... You know, honestly, that's a lot of the music festivals. I don't know if that's just Sunfest, but I'd seen that with some people that were writing comments, and they just said it just seemed like a lot of underage people that were massively drunk. And, yeah, one of the texts we got, and the, the person was saying, look, I'm a big drinker, and for me to say that people were way too hammered, people were way too hammered. And it's it's a lot of it is young people, too. And you don't know if it's just drinking. I mean, it could be drugs. It could be on any number of things that, like – they're just so young. Sure. They're not equipped to handle whatever they're consuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see not only for Sunfest, but really for all music festivals where it goes. And it'd be interesting to see how many of them are actually turning a profit, how much. Because I know it's a lot of work. And the people who do Sunfest, I mean, it is something they work on all the time. That is their full-time jobs. So, you know, imagine that if you're doing all that kind of work and you're just breaking even. Well, Maybe not. you don't do it for long like that. Right. <laughs> that, that's just, it's not sustainable. And it can't be their only job because if it is, then they're, it, it just can't be. Mm-hmm. It just can't. If yeah. it's not making money and it's your only job and, they, and you can't draw a salary and you're working all year, that is illogical. Right. <laughs> There's got to be something else going on there where the people that are doing it, they do have a lot of volunteers. They do have a lot of people that do it for free. But the main people need to get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'll it'll be, you know, interesting to see where we where we go with this. Um, uh, because yeah, they are. And and Ryan has a good point too. You know, the day drinking is so much different than the nighttime drinking for kids too. A lot of times they're not used to being out doing the day drinking like adults might be. 
later on. And so, yeah, that sun and heat mixed with booze. Oh, at, I, at Jazz Fest in New Orleans, the hours are 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's it. The music stops at 7. So when the sun goes down, you don't have the partiers, the craziers, the really, really nighttime intoxicated people there. That might be something to look at. Well, someone's drinking from 11A, and then the last song is 11P. There's going to be some messy shit going on. Yeah. No, that's it. So I wonder how many people have Sunfest babies throughout the year. Or do they know for a fact... <laughs> They met somebody at Sunfest and bow chicka wow wow. You think people inside the gates are getting it on? I'm just saying you're at you're mm-hmm. at this concert, you're you're at the Sunfest weekend, you yeah. meet somebody, you know, you're all partying mm-hmm. and then boom, Hook boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You know it's you know it's a Sunfest baby. Well, ask all the people in the hospital in February. Yeah, I mean, did you get did you get impregnated at Sunfest? You may get a couple emails. Oh, Kev, uh, yep, Sunfest baby. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was an interesting angle, but I will go fuck myself. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Never mind. Well, if you fuck yourself, just don't get pregnant at Sunfest. Bring in Chat GPT T J Bird. Look, I can't even fucking talk. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, J Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see they had a protest last night about the rent hike for Benny's on the beach? Oh, they did. Yeah, I think they had had another council meeting at the uh, Lake Worth Courthouse, and uh, I'd seen that it was going to happen at 5 p.m., and I just saw some signs. There were, you know, it looked like maybe a couple dozen people out there tops that were uh, kind of out there protesting. It will be interesting, and I'm not – look, I, I hope they work it out, and I think they will. I think it's just, you know, how they position Hardball. themselves. Yeah, and it's – it's about paying rent. After I read it and my understanding of it, it, it seems like, yes, nobody wants to pay a rent hike. But it does, at least what I've read, it would bring Benny's true to some of the other locations right around there. And they haven't – it's been 10 years since they've had any kind of rent hike at all. And so, I, you know, I don't know. Hey, it's business, right? It is business. And, you ha- and nobody knows your profit margins better than the guy who signs the checks. <laughs> Yeah. And if you're not in business to make a 3% profit, mm. that's just not what anybody who's a smart business person wants to do. And if the profit margins don't make sense, I would understand why they walked away and said, screw you and your tremendous rate hike. And how much were they paying in rent? And then how much more were they asking? What's the percentage? Like, those are the questions that I'm really curious about. The increase was like 34 or 44. I think it was 34%. That's a lot. was going to be like, yeah, no, it really is. And, That's a and lot. What to me would be sensible would be year one, it's this. It's year two, it's that. And, you know, try to get to a, a point where it makes sense. And I, I think the commissioners in Lake Worth – we're just saying, hey, you know, this is a great piece of property and we feel like you're not paying what your fair share should be in rent. And so we need to increase it. And maybe they will too, too far too soon. But nobody wants to see Benny's go away. And I, I don't think it will. I hope. I hope. Yeah. That would be really sad because you've got a really good team over there running it right now. And then what happens? Because if Benny's goes away, does the new owner come in and still call it Benny's? I mean, the chef won't mm. be there. My friend Jeremy will be gone. But is the new, whoever, the the new people, are they going to call it Benny's? Depends upon who holds the name and the trademark. I don't, I don't think the owner right now, I think he bought into Benny's, and I think he purchased the name from the previous owner because it's been around for a while, I think is how it went. 
It hasn't been that long though, because eighty something, nineteen eighty something, I think. Oh Venice wow! Has been open. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but the new owner. How yeah. long has the new group owned it? I don't remember. I don't have the story right in front of me. Because my friend Jeremy is a part of that group. He's a chef owner. Yeah, it was in the two thousand something like that. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. It's it's since I've known him because I knew him before he was in the ownership of Benny's. So that was, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is that Benny's was around before the current owner had it. So right. he likely bought the name. And so that's what a new owner would do. So you never know. They could just w- w- switch out ownership. Could be Benny's. Could be the same deal. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, got some emails here. Tracy said, hey, a little ways back, you had a man and a wife that came into the after the show and they brought in this cooler bag. It was kind of like a mini bar. It I saw them. Full-size bottles, mixers, ice, everything. We were partying with them recently. They came in. in. Tradition. Mm-hmm. No, I saw them on the weekend. Oh, yeah, but, the, but they came into the studio too, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that, that were in studio, and they said, what was it called? I found similar ones online, but I, uh, they're not the same. Can you help and maybe remember? I thought it was Gator something or other. Gator bar? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. that sounds familiar. Yeah, because I looked at it, I was really impressed as well. I just was with them on Saturday in tradition, and we were talking about how cool that whole setup was. So if they're listening, send us in the name of that. Is it Gator Bar? If you go for Gator Rack Bag, yeah, I I typed it in, and this looks like they're uh, bartending supplies. Yes, so it's, it's just Gator, and there's a whole bunch of different ones you can get. They have anywhere from... Uh, smaller ones that go $82 to, uh, no, actually $45, $90. So different prices. They even have what looks like a wagon. Cocktail Gator. Mm-hmm. I just found it. Yeah. So there you go. So that's, there's the answer to your question. Cocktail Gator.com. <laughs> <laughs> Get it in your belly, bitch. Got a, an email from Janelle, and it was uh, kind of funny because uh, she sent a photo of her glasses cabinet. She's got some KBJ cups in there, and she said, it's always been fun and sometimes creepy when I open my cabinet. Kev's giving me the side eye. What did I do? <laughs> then I ponder. Uh, she's got a set of four. But I, I sent that email. I'm like, how did somebody take a photo inside my cabinet? Because it's got the KBJ cups, plastic cups from the Crawfish Festival, but then she's got those Flanagan's cups, which I've got all over my cabinet. So I'm like... <laughs> 
I looked and I was like, wait, I had to do a double take. Is this hooker in my house? Yeah, it's kind of freaked me out. I'm like, what the hell, man? I got people sneaking in my house and taking photos of my cabinets. Those crawfish cups, were they out there this year too? Oh, yeah. yeah those, I, I, there's a lot of compliments on those. Those look cool. Yeah, those are uh, not cheap to make because they're like full color cups. They look cool though. They look really cool. And they're a collector's item. They got all our little faces on them and then they got me as a full-on crawfish. I mean, sometimes you got to pay a little bit to make shit look cool because I'm sure there's cups out there where you don't pay a lot and they don't look cool. Exactly. And we'd rather pay a little more and look cool. Because we cool as shit. Because <laughs> as, a, as a crawfish on a cup, that's how I feel like I've made it. I get it. I get it. It's all downhill from here. And uh, Veronica, she said, uh, I was catching up on the ATS, and I know you've told the story a million times, but I can never remember how it is that you and V originally linked up and created the morning show. Y'all were in Mississippi or something, right? Uh, Virginia was in Mississippi, and I knew a guy that she had done a show with, and he was the one that connected us. I was hired here first and then uh, thankfully allowed to put together my team and uh, just uh, after talking to Virginia, I was like, okay, that'll be a fit. And then we did the show for five years, went through uh, some interns and other people like that. And then we did a contest and Burb was hired and he's been with us now 19 years. And coming up this week, this is our 24th year. We start our, I guess, starting into the 25th year. So this time next year will be, uh, what do they call that? Your silver anniversary. We're old enough to rent a car. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so cheesy. It's almost as bad as when I was with her at the medical thing, and her temperature was 97.9. She said, oh, my gosh, just like our station. <laughs> the doctor fake laughed. <laughs> I was like, oh, Even as I was saying it, I'm like, ooh, this, uh, is, this is not a good funny I go, one. Virginia, I don't want your corny fucking... Stank on me. Oh, my stank is on you. You're stuck. It's you're phrased. St- you're stank stuck for life. I was stuck in a room. I couldn't leave it. It was awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, yeah, I do remember the contest to find Jason, which is seriously aging myself. The audio would be golden. I saw at the Crawfish Festival, I don't know if you remember Big Dante. Of course I do. Big yeah, Dante yeah. was in the competition. Yeah. Big Dante from Louisiana. I gave yeah. him a hug. I wanted to talk to him longer, but I had to go do some other stuff real quick. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did see him. He looks great. We yeah. still hang out with Dwight. Dwight texts me yeah. all the time. Yeah. Dwight's awesome. Whenever he sees Magnolia on Clematis Street, up to no good, he texts me. Uh-oh. He's like, I'm keeping an eye on her. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lord, please help me. Yeah. Please let Dwight see it before it goes down and swoop Mags out of whatever shit she's gotten herself into now. I'll just wait. She's uh, about off to college, Virginia. I know, but at least she'll be 18 then, and I feel like, all right. It's not your responsibility as much anymore. Right. Okay. You always worry, but legally you, exactly. you, you did your yeah. job. I'll always worry, but if she hits 18 and she's still breathing, I feel like, all right, we got one out of the nest. Mm-hmm. She's not living at home. She's off on her own. She's doing her thing. You're all good. I hope she makes it. I hope she does. She'll, <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be fine. I think she'll be fine. she'll be fine. I think she will. You know, just some kids go to college for like a year, and then they're like, nope, I'm coming back home, Mom and Dad. Well, and then what do you say? We're not worried about Mags. We're worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mags going to be fine. Mags is going to be fine. You think I'm going to have the meltdown? (laughs) That might be fair. 
Today is National Paranormal Day, and Karen from Pembroke Pines said, uh, my boys and I went last summer to Achopi, Florida, to visit the world's smallest post office and the Skunk Ape Museum. The post office is teeny. Just take a picture of the booth and leave. The Skunk Ape Museum was awesome. Pictures of Bigfoot, giant statue of a panther, and I think a gator. They also have reptiles. Uh, gifts and a snack shop. We really enjoyed it. Spent about 45 minutes there exploring. Uh, the area around there is pretty, too, with the Everglades prairies. She said, I've been to Spook Hill also. It is something you go to on your way to something else. Okay. The car really does roll uphill. It's in a residential area with a cow pasture, I believe, next to it. Okay, that's kind of murder. So don't make it your destination. Make it a pit stop. It's a pit stop. That's what everyone's told mm-hmm. me. Yeah. The Fountain of Youth is in St. Augustine. What you Google, Burb, was Ponce de Leon's Spring, which is beautiful. It's located in Ocala. Definitely worth the drive. It's a park with pathways to each spring. There's also a spring you can swim in. Ooh. And the best part for you is they have a restaurant in the park called Old Sugar Mill Pancake House. Oh, oh that, no, that's a cozy trip right there. What a great name. Each table has their own griddle, so you cook your own pancakes with whatever fixings you want. It's a large old wood building, too. We went to a restaurant like this in Nashville. Outside of Nashville, there's a bunch of griddles, like hibachi style, but they're like maybe a quarter of the size of a hibachi. Is they're just little and they're in the middle and everybody sits around this table <laughs> and you make your own shit. Little in the middle. I like it. They bring you all the different stuff and you just cook it yourself. Oh, my kids love it. Restaurants that have a little niche like that are a cozy avenue of awesomeness. I'm all about that. And then think of the money that you save on hiring a chef. So I guess you can camp there at the Ponce de Leon Fountain of Youth? They didn't say anything about that. I don't... I, if it's a park, state park, or a, I don't know, it just sounds like it's very campy there. Maybe I'll just stay in the car. Maybe just bum rush it. Yeah, if not, I'm sure there's something. I mean, if it's Ocala, I'd imagine there's some other campsites near it. I love Ocala for those reasons. There is a lot of springs, camping, outdoor. Do the, the Ralstons not, not like that with the, with the outdoor, with the tent? Is that something your whole family would be into? Oh, fuck no. Kevin, don't fuck with mosquitoes. <laughs> no, no. I I would do, you know, we've talked about renting a Sprinter van. And for probably a night, possibly two, I would do that. But that would be about you. it. For me, after that, it would just, it, I'd feel nasty and miserable. And I, I got a two-day threshold to where I kind of want to start getting back to, to real life. Yeah. But I, I do like a, a two-day camping trip is perfect. Yeah, I, I would do that. We were kicking around last night. I was talking to somebody, um, and they were talking about the Killers, and the Killers, I guess, are playing at the amphitheater you guys went to in St. Augustine. Oh, we love that amphitheater. Oh, that would be a great place to see the Killers. It's oh, so man. cozy. And I think they play there Monday night. And so she's seeing them here on Sunday and then going to St. Augustine to see the Killers again at that oh. amphitheater on Monday. Queen's like, we should get a Sprinter van and drive up and, and stay. You and should. Like, yeah. Carpe diem. Yeah. You guys really should. And that goes for anybody. Yeah. If you guys get a chance to go to that that St. Augustine Theater, it's highly worth it. To me, there wasn't a bad seat in the house. There really wasn't. The atmosphere was awesome. It was so, like, down home and friendly. Like, the par- even the parking lot was awesome. It reminds me of where the Ewoks live in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they it had was a little so nice. And then you could just get like a little, you know, get like a little park. They let us park ours overnight. We just gave them like an extra 20 bucks. And they're like, sure, yeah, keep it here overnight. Who cares? Right. Well, that's what I was figuring. I was figuring They were that so nice. We got with a side purse. It was like, a, like the. Remember, it was like church, the church people. They were not the concert people. They were cool and let us do that. I don't think the concert people were going to let us do that. But there's a lot right next to the lot that is at the amphitheater. Park in the one. It's like a VFW or an Elks or a Moose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little place like that. And they sell overflow parking spots for the amphitheater. We pulled in in a big-ass RV, and ours was not going to fit in the amphitheater one. So we parked next door at the lodge, whatever it was, moose, elks, and they were so cool. We paid them a little extra scratch, and they were like, yeah, leave it here as long as you want. We don't give a F. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's a part of me that's itching at it. I mean, then all of a sudden, all the responsible things you got to do start flooding in. I'm like, ah, probably not, but it would be kind of cool. I mean, if you had to see the killers in that cool venue, everybody's saying that St. Augustine Amphitheater is amazing. It's Good. so nice. There's mm. so much tree cover. Like, even if it's warm, you won't feel it like you feel it down here because mm. you're up a little n- more north, and it's so many beautiful big trees. Yeah. I, I don't know if my son would be into it, though. I think the queen's all game because she just wants to be able to shit in a bucket, so hey. she's excited about that. Camping. Mm. We call that camping. Yeah, and we would be next to a bathroom. She's still shit in the bucket. Camping. <laughs> There's bathrooms at the auditorium. I know. I tell her that. She, no, I'll be okay. Yeah. Why? Just know. because. Yeah, I guess just because. It's odd. I, it's very odd. I don't get it either. It's it's very odd. I think that's the whole reason why she wants to go. All right. Well, if it means you get to go see the killers at this auditorium. You might have to put up with a little shit in a bucket to get there. Not not in the van. You can't. Uh, that would be the rule. You just, Wait, so hold on. You'd have a van with a bathroom, but she'd still want to shit in the bucket. In, in there's in no the bathroom van? in a Sprinter van. No. Got you. A Sprinter van's different from an RV. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or just drive up there and get a hotel. Right, that'd be pretty easy too, wouldn't it? They, they have bathrooms in there. You don't need your bucket. Right. <laughs> Anything I do to stay away from that shit bucket would be great. <laughs> uh, Kaylee sent us an email. She's in Grand Rapids, Michigan, great beer town. She said, I want to thank you for being my buddies while solo metal detecting. Our property butts up to an old railroad system Ooh. with a formerly early 1800s town on the other side. That's cool. The town is now a bunch of woods with old foundations, and the best parts are technically someone else's property, so I go under the cover of late nights. It's super creepy out there, so I wear earphones with the show playing at a level where I can drown out the creepy noises but still hear potential murderers lurking in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> If you're always assuming the murderers are in the woods, I think it's good. It's good for keeping your guard up. You just may scare that murderer when they try to attack you. Ah! (laughs) You keep me laughing so I don't freak myself out. I just can't listen to weird whatever when I'm out there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Cosimo said, Jaber was talking about that uh, false missile alarm that happened over Hawaii And oddly enough, I don't know if you heard the story from Jim Carrey. He was there when it happened, and he's been interviewed about it. So the alarm goes off like we would get a tornado or hurricane thing, your phone, and it's like, oh, my gosh, missiles are coming at me. What the hell? He talked about contacting loved ones. Then he just went and sat outside and went over gratitudes in his life and basically accepted death. 
Imagine that. So I always wondered, was that the whole vibe with everybody? Going. I think everybody thought they were going to die, but I think people handled it very differently. Well, could you well, just imagine you get a, a, an alert says all of Florida is going to be taken out by a missile or some bomb is heading towards us? I would race to get my children. That would be my number one goal. But I think everybody would try to get on 95 at the same time. And it would just be chaos. I know I sound like a broken record, but there is a Twilight Zone episode kind of like this. <laughs> You don't stop for red lights. I mean, I would buzz through every red light. I would do whatever it took to do to do what to, to get, get to my kids. Yeah, well, that's that. If yeah. I think the end is coming, I think I just go uh, in my dinosaur garden. Say, all right, fuck it. Get Lydia if I can find her. She, she's usually off somewhere getting fucked. Or the animal instinct takes takes in flight. She goes, and yeah, you're right. And it does a last last lizard fucking. <laughs> she wants to get it in one last time. One more time. Yeah, I. I, I, it would be, it would be, I'm curious to see how everyone would handle it on the show. That would suck if Lydia, Lydia goes out getting laid and you don't. I don't know if I could, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. That's, that wouldn't be uh, final moments. It's probably not where, where I'm at. I, I'm not going to have a boner. I also don't think I'm going to want to eat all these snacks. When you, you tell these stories about the, the people on death row and how they ate chocolate cake and pizza three yeah. hours before death, no. I'd be too fucked up mentally for all that. It feels like Jim Carrey handled the way. You should handle it. Of course he did. Yeah. Feels like I'd be like, okay, that, that seems how you should reflect if you know your life is ending. What a crazy exercise, though. It is a crazy exercise. And then what do you do? Well, that's, that's, that's got to be a weird thing in life where you really think you've got minutes to live. It's over. You're going to die. Your, your, your life is probably flashing before your, your eyes, and then you realize everything's okay. And then watch when he really dies. He'll handle it horribly. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, look like Screaming. He, he'll look like he did in the movie Mask. He'll be flailing around. <laughs> he breaks into Ace yeah. Ventura. <laughs> I did it so much better the last time. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for all the emails. No matter where you are, you can always get a hold of us. Mail at kbjshow.com. One day closer to the weekend. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.